it's your boy, the one and only a switch, AKA suck on my nipples and call me sweet. <laughs> AKA is that uh some sweetest fish in your pocket? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> AKA, <laughs> AKA the Komaki Tiger Dropper, AKA Nighty Night Nights, AKA the Nickelodeon Master, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sights, episode, uh, try not to look at anything, I think 172. 172, um, probably bump this over a little bit here, 172, um, hello, I'm here, I'm here, I don't know where, where I was going to go with that, but I'm, I'm just going to let it, let it pass, um, pretty good week episode, for you this week, by week, whatever you want to call it. Um, Resident Evil 4 has been out for a bit. Literally, I think right before. Yeah, I re- yeah, I remember I recorded a little bit earlier because it was going to be crazy. So we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Probably the biggest. Some very surprising, not necessarily surprising, but. Surprising in, in a certain way, uh, in regards to E3 and stuff like that. So, you know what, without further ado, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. First topic of discussion. E3. 2023 has been officially canceled. Um, considering just, uh, obviously if you don't know what a E3 is, it's probably like, damn second coming Christmas for gamers. Second Christmas for gamers is, is probably as they say, I'd say personally, um, probably like a lot of the biggest notorious announcements have been made at this event. Um, especially, you know, during the earlier years, all up until recently, um, pretty much up until COVID is when things got a little shifty. Um, well, a little bit before that, um, the event was only able, was only, um, accessible to people in media, media press. And if you, you know, you try to get into it, it's a whole arduous process. (laughs) And then you have, you have, um, so, you know, there's that. And then there's, of course, you know, obviously the big three at least have a history of going there. Microsoft, PlayStation, and Nintendo, um, have always, uh, had a presence there to show their stuff and whatnot. Uh, then I think eventually Nintendo well, no, Nintendo, even though Nintendo, they never really did the press conferences and stuff. Um, they stopped doing the press conferences for the directs and favorite directs. Like I want to say, 
maybe around 2013, 2014, maybe earlier than that. Um, but they did still maintain a presence there. They still were on the show floor of E3. Um, and pretty much similar stories for PlayStation and Microsoft. I think Microsoft also branched off where they had a separate event that was nearby the E3 um, at the LA LA Convo, Convocation Center. Let me look that up actually where the location is of E3. Yeah, Los Angeles Convention Center. So they had that. Um, and yeah, Microsoft would have its events um, in a separate place, uh, but still again would, ha- would have a presence on the E3 show floor as well. So this was pretty much the kind of status quo for the longest up until, um, I want to say like 2016 is when they started introducing like fans could start, um, uh, applying to get access to the show, um, or event. Um, and then that got kind of muddy because then it was like, you know, then the lines were like extra, extra long, uh, when they were long to begin with just for media alone, at least from (coughs) many people, you know, being on a show floor and stuff like that. Um, I, I've not had the opportunity to attend an E3, uh, (laughs) may not be able to ever (laughs) going by how things go, but, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, um, it just, just after that, you now get the, the, you know, COVID happened of course. And then that obviously totally put a whole halt on E3 in a lot of ways where, uh, they pretty much postponed it, postponed it for a while. Um, I think there were, they, they had some very half-assed attempt, I think last year. And then on top of that, Jeff Keeley also, um, put his foot in the ring where, you know, I guess he had a disagreement with, um, uh, the, the, the pretty much the, the coordinators of E3 and eventually just dispersed away from them to uh, do his own thing to kind of essentially rival E3 uh, summer, uh, a space within summer to host events and whatnot. And um, that's where there was a lot of competition as well, uh, where Summer Games Fest, um, which, you know, happens around the time for E3. So it, it made things really weird and confusing. And then like, you know, the big three started, you know, giving their stuff and announcements to the summer games fest, a a fair amount. Um, so then it just got muddy, like, okay, so now we got E3, we got summer games fest, and then we got PlayStation, Microsoft and Nintendo doing all their separate stuff in a way. It was just weird, but nonetheless, um, there was at least anticipation that, you know, um, well, I think everybody started getting on the track, like, oh, excuse me. Oh man, E3 is about to be done for, uh, just pack it up, pack it up, which I, I definitely was on that side considering things. And 
So a lot of was rided on this year if E3 would come back or not. But um, it seems like uh, a lot of the companies just started backing out. It seemed promising, at least initially, but then pretty much everybody just announced they're not coming to E3, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. So obviously those are the big, big three that, uh, you know, um, are vying to be there as well as like some of the, you know, notable, um, third party publishers like Ubisoft. Um, I'm not sure if Capcom fully confirmed it or not, but basically a lot of the big substantial ones there. So then, you know, with all of them backing out, it's like, what's the, what's, what's, what's the incentive motive now? So now, uh, they eventually, I think it got broken through IGN, um, where they announced that, Hey, E3 is, 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 uh, yeah, they're pretty much done and they didn't announce yet. And then they eventually did announce like, yeah, E3 is done or my bad E3 2023 is canceled. So technically it could still be next year, but it's not looking promising considering all this. And then who knows what happens with a uh, summer games fest with Jeff Keighley, <laughs> who conveniently announced, Hey, Hey, uh, summer games fest is still rearing to go on June 9th. Um, get ready for a lot of good announcements and all that. And it's like, Oh yeah, it seems like, seems like a, a takeover if I've ever seen anything. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how things play out come this summer, but it seems like that whole zeitgeist has been taken over in a way. Um, but, uh, yeah, especially like a lot of the momentum, um, you know, obviously that E3 has had all these years, it just does not look too promising. Um, so I guess we'll, yeah, we'll see next year for sure. That'll, that'll, uh, answer a lot of our questions and suspicions in regards to next year, E3 and who knows, maybe like E3 and summer games fest might merge where actually they'll, you know, Jeff and the crew might take take ownership in a way and maybe they'll like merge and, you know, to keep the, the namesake and maybe still potentially still hold the event to some extent as well. Um, but it's hard to say as of now, but pretty much officially, at least for this year, E3 2023 is yet again canceled. Um, I think it was canceled 2020 and then they had a very, very, very iffy, like I think half ass 2021 and 2022. Um, so who knows? It's, 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 it's a weird bittersweetness kind of thing. Cause, uh, well, at least for me, the, the first big sign, like, oh man, E3 is not really like it used to be. Cause like was the big, um, you know, um, conferences where, you know, they, there are people on stage and, you know, guys, we've heard you and, you know, um, making all the announcements and people, you know, getting famous people like Keanu Reeves and the rock or something announcing, talking in, in detail about, you know, staged pre-staged questions and answers and stuff like that, that, um, yeah, of course it was like, uh, all right, but it was, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird charm to it that I did kind of, like and look look forward to as much as maybe I I would maybe occasionally make fun of, but part of me did really like that though. At least you know watching it from home and stuff like that. So 
Um, yeah. And then of course, you know, all, uh, multiple people getting together, of course, like podcasts and stuff with, you know, a lot of crossovers with, uh, you know, media outlets and stuff like that. Um, which was always a fun thing to experience and, uh, listening on in terms of, you know, talking about, you know, uh, uh, inside baseball of like, you know, some, some new games being shown, new details of games being shown, new demos and, and things like that. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of sad to, if, you know, if this potentially is the last of the E3 that we'll see, but I don't know. I just, I don't, if, if worst case scenario, I think somebody's going to purchase the, you know, the name rights, or, you know, uh, rights, naming rights, branding, uh, that is E3 at worst. I think, I think E3 will technically still live on how that will be, you know, years from now is hard to see, but I think at worst we'll still have an E3. It just will look very different from what we have, have had in the past, but, um, doesn't bode too well, at least so far. And of course that old kerfuffle of, uh, you know, uh, everybody's information, um, uh, that's that, uh, a lot of the media and journalists information got, got, uh, doxxed via, via the ESA who are behind the E3, um, you know, as well. So it's sad, sad to hear, sad to hear, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, th- I feel like if anything, even if the E3 name is gone, which I, I highly doubt, I mean, we still always will have that expectation of like summer being a big event. I guess maybe that might be the thing that might be a little bit different too, is that summer games, a lot of games that are normally announced with generally within the span of a week, a week or two more. Yeah. More so within a week, maybe spread out even more or probably be still fairly condensed, but might be still stretched out where, you know, multiple, uh, you know, uh, publishers and, you know, main companies like PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo will, you know, reveal their stuff. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. I, I, I will say I definitely just missed the condensed one week. Just, 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 just onslaught on gaming news. And, you know, obviously as a huge video game fanatic myself, that's just, that's just like just being in a damn candy store, you know, Christmas, the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big thing for us, at least for me. It's the Super Bowl for gamers in a way. Yeah. That's, that's I think that's a fair, fair analogy. I think. Yeah. No less. E3 is canceled. I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. Moving on. Uh, Last of Us Part 1 PC port uh, came out uh, fairly recently. Um, And boy, it is not looking too great. PC port as of right now, uh, pretty rough. Um, at least according to uh, Tom Warren, of course, multiple other people within the steam community forums and whatnot. Um, a lot of crashing, um, a lot of weird performance issues, 
a lot of graphical bugs. Like <laughs> one, one that's very funny is, uh, I guess this is one, one scene in, in, uh, in the game where like everybody's just weirdly randomly wet <laughs> for no apparent reason. I was like, yo, maybe it's just very hot. You know, maybe it's like, you know, it's just very hot out there. But obviously, you know, compared to the PS5 version, it's clearly a discrepancy where, you know, they're not supposed to be wet like that. <laughs> then you got uh, probably one of the most notorious uh, like memes at this point. I feel like um, <laughs> you got you got Joel, his uh, character model, just looking just 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 Nintendo switchy as ever. And I mean that in the 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 the, the, the negative sense in this this regard, like uh you know they 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 were this close to bringing the Last of Us to the Nintendo Nintendo, Nintendo Switch, because man he looks very just cell shaded and not great of a of a of a character model, but uh yeah so you got that performance issues crashing. Um, weird un unoptimization. Like, um, I was watching a, a fair amount of the digital foundry kind of breakdown where they, you know, um, basically compared all the versions of the, the last of us, like, um, a high end PC versus the low end PC, as well as, um, putting in the PS five in there for, uh, you know, fair, uh, comparisons. And yeah, it just seems to be some very weird optimizations, uh, you know, in regard to, CPU utilization as well as GPU utilization. Um, just, just very odd stuff that just seems like it overall just needs some more time in the oven. And also considering that, um, this game was delayed previously as well. Um, I think it was originally set to come out. Um, let me look that up. I think it was, yeah, it was originally supposed to come out March 3rd, 2023, but then, uh, they pushed it back to March 28, 2023. And apparently it looks like that wasn't enough because, uh, of what we got now. So game is getting blasted on steam. Just, just heavily negative reviews regarding op optimizations and whatnot. So. Um, this is probably a biggest, you know, um, example of this is why you don't get PS five games. <laughs> I can't even, this is why you don't get PS five games on, on, on PC. Just stick with the console, you know? Oh, that's, and that's unfortunate. It's like this, is the year 2023, and we, st we're still having issues porting PC games, um, PC ports in general, because it's just unfortunate. And that's the, always the thing. I always, the thing I had an issue with when it comes to PC gaming, obviously this is a disclaimer. I have a pretty decent PC myself, 3090 and whatnot. So let's, let's not, let's not get into that. But, um, it's just, you know, occasionally you have some games that just are weirdly run horrible compared to, uh, you know, their counter console car counterpart due to, you know, the, the various ranges of, of, um, combinations and, and setups, uh, that is kind of like the Pandora's box of PC. 
Um, and who knows? I think maybe some people may not have issues, but you know, obviously the far majority might, it kind of maybe reminds me of, um, Batman, uh, what was it? The dark Knight, where, you know, I, I played it and I never had any issues. And then I'm, you know, hearing a, a lot of people having issues. Um, obviously they might clearly have different setups than I do, but that still doesn't, you know, stray away from the point where, you know, just it, it always feels like a gamble when you get in a PC port, um, of a game. It just, is it, is it going to actually perform how you, how it should compared to the console? And, you know, do you want to deal with all the extra time you have to put to get it to work, whether it be, um, trying to find mods to actually fix the game, which, you know, I just feel that I always feel that's so unfortunate where you have to get a mod to fix the game that, you know, obviously the developer should have been, should have been doing in the first place, but I digress. It is what it is. Um, so hopefully, uh, it seems like, you know, it'll eventually get in good shape. Hopefully, <laughs> um, I go on by, you know, obviously the delay and stuff. Yeah, it seems like they probably just needed more time and needed more time in an oven. So moving on. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy Pixel, Pixel Remaster. Remaster. Uh finally we we got some announcements of when this game actually comes out. And that was obviously my biggest gripe. Like, man, why did they release it on PC? And they, they, we've yet to get a console port. And finally we're getting a console port. Um, there was like a, you know, collector's editions and physical editions. They dropped on, um, the square Enix store a while back, but now we're actually finally getting, uh, announcement of, uh, the final fantasy pixel remaster launching on PlayStation four and Nintendo switch. Um, obviously, uh, PlayStation five owners can play, play this game still via backwards compatibility. Um, I am assuming that's why they did that to, you know, um, just, uh, keep the, um, flexibility of being on both PlayStation four and PlayStation five. Um, so yeah, drop in April 19th and, um, yeah, so you got, Final Fantasy one through six, basically to play and catch up on. Um, some notable things that I don't think were in the PC version. Um, I assume they'll probably, you know, uh, patch these to the PC versions as well, but you can change the soundtracks. Um, Pixel Master features, series features, utterly superb. Oh, there we go with the utterly superb orchestral arrangements of Final Fantasy VI soundtrack. However, we know you may want to recreate the original experience of playing these games, so you'll be able to switch between the original and rearranged soundtracks. Also, you can change fonts. I know, I know, pretty great. <laughs> so, uh, font fonts was a huge issue with the, from what I recall was the, during the PC releases, uh, the release of these games, 
that uh just the font was very weird and i think it, it caused a lot of issues just with the font so now it seems like there is a new font that you can add that obviously will uh presumably be way better and ideal hopefully um you know um considering how problematic they were originally uh you can turn off random encounters which has been a thing that's uh, been with a lot of remasters and ports <laughs> if you realize man we are wasting a lot of people's time uh, maybe we should just not have these um which i'm all for it just felt i always felt like random encounters were always just an arbitrary way to lengthen a game without any purpose necessarily um so you know obviously there is the caveat that you don't get you know stronger uh being able to skip everything. So, um, I would, I would hope they'd have a way to adjust that. Like, you know, let you level up quicker or something like that, which I know some games have done too. I think, uh, I think final fantasy seven, um, the port gives you that option or has to my understanding, but nonetheless, um, yeah, you can actually. Okay. Yeah. So that was the next point can adjust experience. Boost features lets you adjust the experience gain by up to four times. Perfect if you want an easier run through the games, which I think I definitely would do that. Um, just to try to get through all of them. Uh, as somebody who's still to this day has only played, uh, the only Final Fantasy game I've still played is uh, Final Fantasy VII. And of course, uh, a fair amount of the spinoffs, which I don't really count. But, um... In terms of mainline Final Fantasies, I've still yet only played seven, of course, seven remake and all that. So, um, hmm, that is, I'm very tempted, very tempted. I'll probably, I'll probably have to just, you know, um, I will probably have to really just pace myself with these, like probably beat one, play some other game and then come back to two and maybe do it that way. I feel like, so I won't. Uh, feel burnt out. Um, even though I think the, obviously because these are the older ones, they're probably way shorter. I'm guessing 30 to 40 hours each, if not more. Uh, and then when you take into consideration, uh, eliminating the random encounters and the, the experience that you can adjust, you could, that could technically be met much faster, which I definitely would do, but there you go. Final fantasy pixel remaster series. Finally, coming to consoles love it i love it i love it very much i really do i really do oh god new playstation a new playstation handheld so uh this is via insider gaming that uh apparently there is a new PlayStation handheld in the works. Uh, before you get too crazy, oh my God, Vita. <laughs> oh my oh God, God, Vita lives. lives. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably, that's probably one person out there that, that did that. Oh my God, Vita lives. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking that in my head. That was just killing me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Vita lives 
Oh, wow. Man, that has taken me out. Oh. <laughs> so basically, this uh, this rumor in handheld, codenamed the Q-Lite, uh, is the next PlayStation handheld is the next piece of Sony hardware that aims to be at another piece of hardware that requires the PlayStation 5. Um, so it is basically like a dedicated, it's kind of like a Vita without <laughs> the cool stuff that separates it to make it a Vita. So essentially it's like a remote play device where, you know, you need internet or need to be nearby your PlayStation five in order to enjoy it from my understanding. So you technically can't necessarily play it on its own. You have to have a P PlayStation five in order to fully use it, utilize it. Um, so essentially uses the remote play function that, you know, you have on phones and stuff, uh, with the PlayStation five, um, which, you know, I guess it's subjective, the sporting adaptive, uh, streaming, uh, up to 1080p and 60 FPS. Uh, the new device will require constant connectivity to the internet. Um, so yeah, it looks like a PlayStation five controller with a massive eight inch LCD touchscreen in the center. Oh, it does have uh, adaptive triggers for haptic feedback. Will include what you would expect from a handheld volume button speakers and audio input jack, etc. Um, so this is supposed to come out first before the rumored <laughs> and emphasis on rumored uh, PlayStation Five Pro, Pro and uh, uh, after the de detachable disc drive PS Five. So. Yeah. So apparently a, a revision, uh, before, uh, the PlayStation five pro, which apparently the rumor is fall of next year. And after the detachable disc drive PS five, which, you know, is apparently a cost effective PS five where you can, you know, just buy the PS five first. And if you want a disc or down the road, you want to, you want to use disc, you can get uh, the detachable drive. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like you got a lot of fans that were huge fans of the Vita that, you know, may not be as, um, versed on, you know, the news regarding this hand, uh, handheld and will be heavily disappointed that, you know, you can't naively just play games on it. You have to connect to the PlayStation five. Uh, I mean, if, the, if, it, if it's cheap enough, like if it was like $200, I'd say it's a pretty, pretty good, uh, proposition. Anything like higher than that? I don't know. I think that'd be a hard, a hard ask in my opinion, like charging $300 or something for this just does not, does not add up. So we'll see. Um, but I mean, uh, and then, then that's, that's, that's the other unfortunate thing that is definitely dependent on your internet setup. Like, obviously if you have horrible internet, obviously this device will do you no favors. Yeah. I don't know. They keep, they keep doing these like solely like streaming only devices, which, you know, in practice, 
makes sense, but at the same time, I don't know. It just seems like our, we're not ready for it. It seems like something that will be more practical in the year 2050 or something. Then again, if we, <laughs> if we are alive by then, if nothing crazy doesn't happen. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm very skeptical. Yeah, definitely would wait for uh, reviews for that. Um, so with that being said, um, that will conclude the news for this episode. We'll get into, uh, what I've been playing, which of course is Resident Evil 4 remake. Boy, man, I've, how many times have I come kind of losing track? So I started out, started out on, well, well, first off after I saw John Wick, which we'll talk about later. Uh, I was like, okay, it might, it's, it's gotta be releasing sometime tonight. So I was waiting for the key. I guess there was some kind of fruffle with the key. So I'm like, ah, right, damn it. Come on. So I was basically waiting for the key. We got finally got the key <laughs> in the meantime, shout out to the save room. Uh, this cool game on, um, steam. You can get like, I think $2, two, $3, uh, basically essentially is the RE4 puzzle, um, item organization mini game, but they made it into a legit game where, you know, there's, there's a, you know, um, nuances to each level where, you know, you got to, uh, maybe I should combine these herbs or maybe I need to heal with one herb and then use the full herb to get all of that out of my inventory to at least make space for everything else, stuff like that, which is a pretty fun distraction <laughs> in perfect situation for somebody who's and just immensely anticipating, um, being able to play RE4 remake as soon as possible. So that definitely helped, uh, appease me for a bit uh, until it finally, finally got the key to, uh, claim the, the game on steam, which that was my first playthrough playing on PC on, uh, on steam. And it was great. It was fantastic. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much graphically and everything. Oh, oh, it was great. It was very great. Um, <laughs> I guess one thing to be aware of, uh, if you're playing on the Xbox controller and I didn't really think about it, but I just realized I was playing with a severe handicap that, um, the, 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 the dead zone issues that were talked about, um, at least a little bit before release mainly, um, on the Xbox version, I wasn't aware that it also affects the PC version. If you're using an Xbox controller, um, which I, I just thought, oh, it's a control thing. So I, you know, you have to finagle the dead zone, uh, settings and, uh, aiming acceleration stuff. And that seems to help mostly, but at least, when it came down to like, uh, the gun, the, um, shooting range mini game stuff, it was a little bit more difficult. I had to, I found myself in like constantly tinkering with the setting. So, um, it definitely, again, seems to be like a, you know, issue that will hopefully eventually get patched. But if you do play on PC, uh, I definitely recommend a PS five controller or a PS four controller. 
um, and play it that way because otherwise, yeah, you will be a little rough. Be playing with a little handicap, and I don't know if it's maybe partially just uh, Capcom's like design intended design philosophy potentially, but it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good time in that, that regard. I mean, I I may do what what was due, um, and uh, at least. I was able to shoot what I wanted to shoot for the most part. So it wasn't too, too bad, but just something I kind of wish I knew going in that uh, I would have changed up the controllers or whatnot. Uh, dare I say, even play with keyboard and mouse. Ugh, that just, that just felt weird to, to say as <laughs> somebody who's primarily a console fan that dabbles occasionally with the PC here and there, but uh, playing a game with keyboard and mouse just is, why <laughs> obviously with you know certain games like mainly first person shooters i definitely would but i don't know something about third person i just prefer to play controller for the most part so um but yeah as a whole as a huge fan uh my one of my favorite games of all time uh no i correction my favorite game of all time resident evil 4 uh, OG Resident Evil 4. That's weird that I have to say that now. OG Resident Evil 4. Um, man. It's hard. It's hard to. And this is like kind of a realization I've come to, uh, especially after the Final Fantasy 7 remake, um, is that it's it's hard to say a game is better. A remake is better than the original. Uh, with the only caveat, if like, for example, like the original resident evil and the resident evil remake in back in 2002, I think three, like clearly that game had a lot of rough edges but you know, you it's, it's playable, but you know, obviously the remake for the original resident evil one game really put that original game to shame, like really clearly made it out, made it very much outdated. I feel like you can't really make that same comparison with resident OG resident Evil four versus, uh, RE4 remake. There are some stuff that I guess technically aged, like, I guess obviously the biggest thing is probably the tank controls. But for me, that's it's I've, I've just played it so many times. I'm just used to it as, as, as well as Resident Evil game and games in general that it's hard to say the game is better because there there is definitely some stuff I prefer still in the original um, RE4 that didn't make the jump to the remake as well. Um and certain like, you know, um, minor, minor details that I wish did make the jump in the remake that isn't it, but obviously is in the original. So ah, I don't know. I always like, at least initially after beating it the first time, I'm like, RE4 is better. The original RE4 is better. But then after playing it multiple times, I'm like, hmm. I don't know. It, it's hard to say it's better. Yeah, I have a hard time saying it's better. I feel like it's supplemental. 
That's that's probably the best way I can say it. I don't know. I wouldn't like like if I had to mm, like if I was told, hey, you you gotta get rid of uh the original RE four for life or the RE four remake for life, which one would you choose? I don't know. I still would stick with the original, I think. If if that was the, the choice. And I say that for a couple of reasons. Probably the biggest one, I guess, uh, t- potential spoilers, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to put it out there either way. But the game as it is, as of right now, uh, before the Mercenaries DLC comes out, like tonight or tomorrow, um, the, the game doesn't have a lot of the features that the original had, which specifically is the extra content, which is the mercenaries, which is coming, um, as well as, uh, the separate ways, um, content, which that's been rumored. Um, it, it's heavily implied that that's going to be coming later, but just as of now, based off that, it's hard to say that I would put the remake over the original for, for those reasons, as well as some of the stuff they cut out, which on one, one hand, I understand why they did on the other hand, I'm like, ah, I still really did like a lot of that stuff. So <laughs> probably like maybe the best example is, uh, what, what was it? The, uh, the laser segment. If you, if you played it, played RE4, you know what I'm talking about. So basically the, the laser segment that seemed to be inspired from the, the, the Paul W.S. Anderson, ugh, um, RE, RE, uh, Resident Evil movie, the first one that, uh, you know, the one, all of them were trying to dodge these lasers that was just tearing them up. Uh, so basically, you know, there's that segment in the original RE4 where, you know, Leon is just, dodging like he's like he's neo neo's cousin from the matrix and you know obviously hey it looks very stylish very fun i loved it obviously as a fan of the matrix as well that's i think that's important i very much loved it and enjoyed it um and then i guess that also leads into the the omission well not even omission the like uh removal of QTEs, which, you know, I'm pro I'm definitely more than likely in the minority from at least what I've heard from many people, um, that loves still loves QTEs. And for those that may not know QTEs being like, you know, normally it's mostly re- referred to cutscenes, but technically is in gameplay as well, where, you know, if a QTE, um, if a button prompt will come while you're watching a cutscene, and then if you don't press that button in time, it'll change the outcome of the cutscene, and you'll fail or have a game over generally. So it's like when you put all that in there, I understand where, you know, people want to, you know, I guess the common complaint with QTEs is that it takes away from your attention of watching the, the, the cutscene without having to worry about pressing a button, which I kind of disagree personally, because I think if anything, it helps you stay engaged and you still, you feel more involved in the cutscene, in my opinion, but to each their own. Um, 
So I don't know, but that's, that's when I'm willing to kind of, uh, accept that isn't in the game. There's technically, you know, prompts and stuff. There technically is QTE still from a gameplay sense. Um, but just not, just not in the, you know, the, the sense that you remembered from the original RE4. Um, then there's the omission of the boss, uh, the one boss U3 from RE4, uh, the original RE4, which was the one with the, what did he look like? He looked like if, uh, if, um, a scorpion and a, damn, a scorpion, a scorpion and a, a pale, pale, white, white, very pale white guy just had a baby. I get, I don't know that. I don't, not an image in my head is horrible, <laughs> but nonetheless, he, um, basically it was that boss and you, you know, had the, the set of cages you had to get out of or whatever. But, um, it just was a, It, it was fun. I just like the, just the, the horror, the, 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 the uneasiness and, you know, he can come and get you any minute almost. It felt like, and then after you get through that whole cage maze, uh, you also have the, you know, the final battle where you fight him in this like kind of a small isolated, um, like circle in a way. Um, I, I liked it. I liked it. I know some people like, uh, of the, of the bosses to get rid of, that was the one to get rid of, <sighs> but you know, they're there. Then I guess that's the other, that is the elephant in the room. Um, when it comes to, uh, that where it's like a lot of a fair, a, a fair amount of issues I do have with the game currently, I think could be resolved with the separate ways rumored DLC that'll eventually come out that'll answer some of the questions, uh, personally that I had that, um, you know, it seems like they left some things open intentionally for this DLC whenever it will be announced and come out, you know? So I don't know, like, let's say we revisit, revisit this question like a year from now, it might be tougher for me to, to, to still have preference over the original. Um, don't get me wrong though. That's, uh, I feel like I'm downplaying how great this game is. And that is, that is not the case. This game is fantastic in a lot of ways. Um, it just, just a lot of the stuff, uh, mechanical, mechanically wise, uh, it's just been greatly improved. Of course, Leon as, 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 as now accepted, accepted and embraced the Perry. Um, Hey, then, and this is a thing I've, I've been saying for the longest. Um, Hey, any game that has a Perry, um, I'm, I'm all into it. You know, that's, that's, that's probably one of the best, best things about games. If, if it got a Perry in it, I want to play it, but I digress. Um, so, you know, um, yeah. So Leon can parry with his knife now, 
<laughs> it seemed like they made that idea solely for that Krauser, the Krauser fight, which is pretty dope either way. Don't get me wrong. You can literally parry anything. I guess my one issue, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, uh, maybe I just missed the timing by like literally milliseconds or whatever. Maybe just me getting old. I hate to admit that, but I don't know. I feel like I'm still pretty sharp for my current age, but I digress. That's up for, I guess, debate. But, um, I don't know. I feel like whenever I would parry, um, or attempt to parry <laughs> pretty much, uh, it, it, sometimes it would not register that, um, you know, I would hit the parry button when, when the parry should register and I didn't get the response. I would get hit instead when I shouldn't have parried. Even also looking at, um, you know, a, a indicator to kind of help you gauge that is that you press the parry button in the lower right hand corner. When the icon pops up, it'll show, Hey, you parry now to do a perfect parry. To my understanding where that would happen. Um, but in a lot of cases, it seemed like I would press it at the right time and I wouldn't get it. I would get hit by the person. So I don't know. That's kind of up in there. That's subjective. I will, I will at least, you know, give that a benefit of the doubt where it's just like, maybe I got to get good even, you know, but either way I wanted to, to, to put it out there nonetheless. Um, I love the, the, the implementation. Um, one of my concerns was that they might have went to potentially we're going to go too dark in terms of the tone. Like I love the ambiance and, and vibe. It feels way more creepier than the original. But with that being said, I thought that they probably would make it way more serious than, you know, the original was, which was, you know, very B movie esque, a lot of camp, a lot of corny one liners, uh, which there surprisingly there is actually just about the same, if not maybe slightly more of the corny one liners that, uh, Leon has that uh, I'm very thankful for. Um, Leon is, he's still in corn mode, corn ball mode <laughs> with the corny lines. And I, I, I love him. I love him and I respect him for it. So, you know, you got that. Um, I'm glad. I mean, it, it, it was, a it was a thing I could take it or leave it pretty much, but they, uh, did, <laughs> did, uh, get rid of a lot of the, um, yeah, sexual, sexually like, what's the word strongly sexually suggestive stuff. Um, but I feel like they replaced it to be more tasteful as well as kind of still allude to the, you know, um, references from the original as well. So I think they, they did, they did meet a good, a good balance in regards to, you know, um, trying to appease, you know, old time fans as well as, uh, Maybe people who have never played. Um, so there's that. Also, shouts out to these all these incels that have 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 not touched grass in forever that have literally complaining. I, I think I I hear a plane uh, apparently like review bombing the game because <laughs> I gotta get into them. <laughs> Oh man, actually, I can't, I can't see Axley's panties. I just, 
I just can't see her panties. I just wanted to see her panties. I, you, you can't. There's no way in the game you can see Ashley's panties. I just, I'm, I'm so upset. I just, I'm so upset. Who Ugh. Just touch some damn grass. Touch, touch some, some fucking grass. Oh my god. Oh man. It was it was some of the most nitpicky the most nitpicky I've ever seen. Um and obviously it was all along the lines of you can't you can't be a, a weird pervert um towards Ashley that like you could in the original game. It was like <sighs> We don't de- we don't deserve nice things. We really don't. But I digress. So that aside, uh, it looks like this game is doing like gangbusters. I, I hear apparently like so like three million in two days or something like that. So that's pretty crazy. I think that's it took the original Resident Evil 2 remake like a week to get to those numbers. So clearly, um, you know, they it, it's very successful. Um it just, uh, yeah, overall, I'm, 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 I'm satisfied with it. Uh, of course, obviously with the nitpicks I did, uh, mention, um, you can't, when you kick people's heads, you can't kick their heads, like where they heard their heads burst. You can't suplex people to, you can suplex people, but you can't suplex people to where their head busts as well. Um, I was just very much on, I loved when you kick people. Sometimes there is that rare chance that you kick their head off or, you know, their head explodes when you kick them or when you do a suplex, their head, you know, pops when you do a suplex on them. Um, again, nitpicky, um, when you, I wish you could kick doors like you could in original where, you know, they're, uh, if somebody's on the other side of the door in the original, if you kick the door, they will normally like get on their knees. So they're open for a melee attack, which I was a, I'm a huge fan of, um, just a cool level of interactivity. And even if you like barge the door open, they don't seem to react to that, which was unfortunate. And I do notice that it's way harder to get enemies to stagger. Now, I think more so in the harder modes, but in general, it, it feels way more difficult excuse me, to, um, get them to stagger, um, which is, you know, to where they, they're either on their knees or, you know, like on my face where, you know, they're open to get melee attacked, which it, it felt a little bit too arbitrary, um, where, you know, they just were doing it just to make it more difficult, which I don't know. I feel like they were better off just, just keeping that, that the same and just making the health, larger or whatever. Um, what else that I had? Uh, of course, uh, after we forgot to talk about, um, I think her name is Jessica Gao. Also people who are, well, well, first off, probably the, I think it's fairly, uh, a fair consensus that probably the worst, most horrible performance in the, in the game was Jessica Gao, who, uh, mind you, she was the actor, uh, from the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City movie, which is, uh, but, uh, yeah, she's basically the voice actor in this game. 
and uh, it's very horrible. It's uh, pretty atrocious. Um, she is some scenes where she's like, okay, all right. But then there's other scenes like, oh man, did you, are you awake right now? Are you bored? It just, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't great. It, you didn't get no, I, I feel like my interpretation of uh, Ada, Ada Wong as a character is that, you know, obviously she's a secret agent. She has um, a flirtatious, sultry side to her that, um, you know, with the with the slight implication that you know she she is she has some good in there a little bit that's at least kind of the general gist i always felt with ada but just with this she just felt so one-dimensional in this and it it, it didn't seem like it was writing wise it, did, it does not seem like it was a, a writing issue it seemed more like a performance issue which Again, it, 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 it just, you could, t- you felt it like, like she just, it, it felt like she just was have had a very hard night of partying the day before. And she like, Oh, 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 we got to record today. Ah, okay. Hungover had to, had to get, had to get, uh, some Pedialyte real quick before she got to, uh, got on set to record and then bam. All right. All right, Jessica Gal, let's go. And that was it, you know? So, but again, that's a criticism, uh, which obviously is valid to criticize an actor for their performance. But uh, apparently people are like, have like been bullying her and harassing her and like, no, that's, that's not what you should do. Don't do that. Don't, what is that going to (sighs) do? It's unfortunate. So apparently she like, um, got rid of her Instagram or blocked it or, or whatever. And it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It's like, I'm, I only critique the performance of an actor. I'm not going to go <laughs> directly to their page and tell them how horrible of a person there is. They don't deserve to be, be here and stuff like that, which, you know, that's, that's the problem with, with some gamers, unfortunately it's, it's sad. But um, nonetheless, so hopefully that gets rectified uh, come the sequel or I mean the DLC separate ways, which um, it, it seems very apparent that they're going to star Ada is going to be the main character and see what she was doing throughout this whole course of the RE, um, the RE4 remake. Um, I was curious about what happened to Verdugo, but then, you know, I was like, I guess that does make sense. Cause there was two and then, you know, obviously you fight one in the game and then the other one, you don't know what happened to him at all. So it seems very much implied that, you know, you fight Verdugo, maybe they'll probably bring back you three to some extent, even though they kind of wrote it off where you three is like the knob, the, the Verdugo essentially. So they, it seemed like they tried to write their way out of having to have uh U three in there again. So maybe it might be U four or something. Who knows that? So people are speculating that maybe, maybe uh U three might come back um in the DLC as well. Uh one question I had was like you you uh observed this bu <laughs> this this huge ass hammer in um around where you fight El Gigante. So I'm curious, like, all right, we, I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't use that at all. Um, within that bot, he, at least from the playthroughs I have, 
he never uses that hammer. So that leads, leads me to believe that there might be a totally new enemy, probably another Higante that, that, uh, utilizes that hammer to some extent or something like that. So they definitely left a lot of breadcrumbs to, you know, get your mind thinking. Definitely seems like there's probably, uh, um, you're going to be, um, hanging out with, uh, Luis, um, to some extent, at least from what they implied in some of the cut cutscenes and interactions with Luis and Ada as well. So it's a lot of potential for the DLC, but again, a part of me kind of wished it was, you know, with the full game release, but you know, hey, Capcom, hey, pay up. And then that's another thing. So it, even before uh, this mercenary DLC release, maybe a slight grain of salt, it could be rectified with a patch that comes out like uh, officially after the DLC is technically out uh, for the mercenaries. But apparently you can't play uh, Wesker or Ada in, in the, the mercenaries DLC, apparently, supposedly as of now. Um, that maybe that might be rectified with, um, a patch up, uh, update, but they might be saving that. Uh, I think, yeah, Ada and Wesker and then, then, uh, one stage and a difficulty I think is locked away presumably, um, until this, uh, separate ways DLC releases. So now you got that issue where it's like, oh man, now we're going to have to wait to freaking play Wesker and Ada. Uh, until that DLC comes out, like, ah, come on, man. So, uh, as long as it's free, I guess I can't complain too much, but still, again, that's the issue I do have with, you know, trying to say, oh, is RE4, OG RE4 better than RE remake, uh, RE4 remake. Um, and that's kind of at least the kind of, um, yeah, kind of impasse that I'm at in regards to that. I don't know. As of now, if you ask me now, I will still say I do still enjoy RE4 or OG RE4. There's still like, you know, the dog maze, um, in RE4. I feel like, uh, I feel like the, the maze in this one is not as scary. Also, you have Ashley with you, um, compared to when you're by yourself in the original, which I feel like that is way more, way more, hmm, way more scarier, really. It's just like, especially the dogs, you don't know when they're going to come out, how they do. And then you have to, on top of having to navigate the maze, just made it way more terrifying. Oh, I'm still to this day, always terrified going through that segment. Um, the novice starters, I feel like they, it just compared to the original, it just wasn't as as a uh, scary or fun in, to fight them. Um, it felt like it was way more terrifying fighting them in the, in the um, jail cell, jail cell slash sewers area where, you know, they're, they're more menacing um, than I feel like they are in here. They feel like more like, um, more like, uh, like foot soldiers rather than like, you know, methodical, um, methodical, like substantial threats, I feel like. So I don't know. Yeah. So it's just, a, it's a fair amount of things I do have gripes with 
Um, I definitely love that they implemented Luis more. He has more of a role, prominent role in the game. Um, I feel like they did a great job of that. Did a great job of, you know, uh, Leon translating his personality, um, and, you know, giving it the remake treatment, which I thought was, which I, I thought was, um, wasn't going to necessarily that I, I, I thought it could have went either way with how they were going to do that. So that is a welcome improvement. Um, Ashley, I don't know. I feel Ashley is more so the same, um, in terms of, uh, she still feels annoying in a lot of aspects. I'm not sure if it doesn't feel like the new, the new system they implemented with Ashley, which is the, um, the, uh, the incapacitated system. So basically if, if she gets hit, she's down, she's like incapacitated and you have to get her up. I think after some certain time or after you complete like a combat segment, that you're in, she gets back up, but it, it, I don't know. It just still, still feels fairly annoying because if you know, she's, she gets hits once she's down, but if she gets hit, hit again, it's game over. Uh, for the most part, she normally, normally enemies don't hit her again from what I've witnessed, but you still do occasionally get the issues of, you know, they take her away and you're not, uh, there's some segments where she gets grabbed by the enemy and you're in another area to try to, to basically work here to progress. And they basically, the game forces you to separate with her. And then it, it becomes a predicament where they, they basically get to her before you and you have to hopefully get her in time. And there's been instances like that where I gotten game overs and, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess it's not necessarily a compliment, but she feels more or less the same in a lot of ways. And also you can't tell her to like stay in a specific position. It's either, um, be close or, uh, far away. One of the others. Um, it's not like, a you stay right there specifically that, um, I don't know. I just, uh, I have an issue with it. It feels <laughs> It feels more of the same. Yeah, it just feels more of the same. It doesn't feel like a substantial improvement necessarily. So it is what it is there. Um, I like all the, <laughs> the sequence skips. Apparently there's some cool dope, um, you know, skips you can do, uh, that essentially breaks the sequence of certain moments in the game. Like probably the, this is very early on, but this is like a dope one. I think technically you can only do it in new game plus, but it's pretty dope that you can actually, uh, if you get a scoped rifle and you know, on the opening segment in the village where, you know, you fight everybody initially, where's everyone going? Bingo. <laughs> nah, you know, that, that, that would be, that would have been a cool touch if they put that in the remake, <laughs> everyone going bingo. And then they get the claps. They do the, uh, you know, the sitcom, um, sitcom laugh and wee, wee, wee. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been a nice touch. That would have been, uh, uh, just a random miscellaneous, like a new game plus. Oh, that would have been dope. Like if it was a new, like, like obviously playing it the first time. Okay. But then you play it at each new iteration of new game plus during that cutscene. you know, where's everybody going? Bingo. 
that'd be dope. Oh, that would be dope. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. That would have been dope. But nonetheless, um, yeah, so that was a cool, like, uh, you know, secret where, yeah, you can literally shoot the bell and immediately end that segment to, you know, save time. Apparently uh, you possibly can do it with a gun, but I, I think you can only do it in new game plus though. Um, I think maybe it's just something that's hard code that you technically can't, or it's just, it's physically impossible in, um, in a, a fresh save because you would need a, a rifle and you only have a gun at that point in the game, uh, unless new game plus where you do have a rifle. So yeah, Resident Evil 4 remake. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Fantastic. I mean, I played it like, I think I'm on my flare third playthrough right now. So I played on first time on PS five played uh, on hardcore on PS five, which I don't know. I feel like playing it for the first time I might've won. I should have maybe played on standard. Um, because, uh, at least the only reason I played on hardcore, uh, is because they said like, Hey, if you, if you play resident evil, you played the original, uh, the original resident evil play on this. And I'm like, all right, okay. Um, at, at points it seemed cool, but other mostly I feel like I wish I played the, um, standard mode first personally, but, um, nonetheless, it was fine. Then on the PS five, I played, I played standard just to see the differences. And then I, uh, I'm currently now playing on professional, which you unlock after beating, uh, the game once. So, um, I'm now trying to lock all the secret stuff. Um, so, I mean, just the fact that I want to do that, I think is at least a good sign. Cause like normally if I'm not really a fan of a game, I'm not going to play it more than once. So it's, uh, it's great. I don't know. I always think I always try to compare me playing this playing remake compared to me playing this initially on the GameCube in 2005 when it dropped that, um, I don't know. I just feel like, I think that's also a hard comparison too, because like resident evil four, when it came out in 2005 was such a revolutionary, like groundbreaking game in of itself that like, you know, revolutionized third person shooters, like, you know, gears of war was heavily inspired by resident evil dead space. Um, to, to name a few. So, it's hard to, I think that's a hard mantle to try to take over in, in of itself. Cause I don't know. I feel like it, it's kind of unrealistic to try to, you know, think of like a first playthrough being similar, um, in that respect, just as revolutionary and groundbreaking as, uh, Resident Evil four was. So, I don't know, at least for, for what we got, I think they did a very wonderful job in terms of, you know, you could definitely tell the developers, um, love the original game. There's obviously a lot of nods and <clears throat> references to the original in a lot of ways that I like. So, um, yeah, Resident Evil four, man, they did it. 
they did it. They at least in, in, in terms of being a successful remake, I agree. It was a very much a su- successful remake. There's still some stuff to be kind of to be determined, which I feel like that in of itself um, makes it hard for me to kind of even even think about putting it over the original at this point in time. But I think time will tell um, in a lot of ways to, you know, discovering certain things and elements of the game and stuff like that, that um, if I really feel like it's better than the original. So, ooh, gushing, boy. <laughs> yeah, I was gushing for a bit, but I, I went in, I did. So that's pretty much all I've laid outside of Call of Duty, but you know, Call of Duty's Call of Duty. Um, let's get into what I've been uh, watching. Which has been uh, Shazam 2. I think I watched it a while back. I forgot to talk about it, but Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, uh, pretty damn good movie. I think a lot of people had low expectations regarding it. Uh, I don't know. I felt I was either way. I was open. Um, but, um, it was pretty good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Love Zachary Levi, who is, uh, Shazam or yeah. And the whole cast, the synergy between everybody. Um, it is surprisingly a pretty good movie Consider you know, all the, the shakeups with, uh, DC, the DCEU, is it D DCU? Yeah. With the DCU. Um, DCMU, no DCU, uh, that, um, I feel like it was really good. They definitely set some stuff up, you know, to see like, Hey, would you guys want this? Maybe no, you sure we'll see. I don't know. So take a sip. So we'll see. I don't know. Um, yeah, a lot of funny moments. Um, yeah, I say if you go in with an open mind, I think you'll thoroughly enjoy it. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Not to spoil anything or any, any stuff like that, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. As somebody who liked the first one as well, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think this this one might be better, in my opinion, than the first one. I'll say that, at least to try to give you a, a litmus test. I'm really not a fan of rating movies rating in general because I feel like I don't know I don't know I feel like also in my head things change in my mind and I feel like you know having something submitted like that just just does not do it justice you know but I digress uh also of course saw John Wick 4 man John Wick Four, man, this is this is a great movie. This is a great movie. This is a great movie. <laughs> Especially if you are a gamer, man. John Wick Four is just fantastic. This is probably the most video game movie I've seen in a while. In regards to a movie feeling like a video game, not a well, yeah, pretty much. So, um, <laughs> this movie definitely made me want a, a legit triple a John wick game. Um, if hopefully, I mean, I feel like that, that that's not too, that's not too, uh, not too big of an ask. Um, I, I think they're, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's in the works, you know, 
um, at least somebody taking a crack at the, well, I know we obviously had uh, John Wick go, I believe, but you know, that was a mobile game, kind of a, um, indie esque that, um, obviously isn't like, I, I want like a triple a, um, third person kind of max Payne, max Payne meets, uh, Tom Clancy splinter cell conviction, uh, type game. That's, that's what I want. You know, and then John was saying, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Oh man, that'd be great. And shouts out to the, uh, the director, clearly, clearly, uh, whoever, whoever got it to happen, but whoever did, I'm assuming a the director, they clearly played hotline Miami because man, it's uh, it was one scene in that movie is like, all right, y'all clearly, you clearly play hotline Miami. It's, it's very apparent. Uh, you know what I mean? If you've, uh, you know, get those references, man, it was great though. It was great. I don't, I'm curious if they, if that's ever been done, which is kind of surprising when you think about it. Um, considering all the movie action movies that are out there, but that was a great scene. Love that man, it just, I just wanted to, <laughs> just wanted to pause, uh, put, uh, put my, um, put my, uh, hotline Miami playlist on and just watched it that way. Somebody going to do it at some point. That's just, it was, it was so great. I loved it. Yeah. Loved, uh, John wick, loved the black dude. I forgot his name. I don't think he had a name. Technically the black dude with his dog. That was a, that was a great, of course, all oh, freaking um Donnie Yen, I believe, who as Kane, man, he acted his ass off. My goodness, goodness gracious, uh, man, loved his character. Um, ah, man, uh, I just loved this movie. I really did. It just um, it was so much up my alley as a fan of John Wick, Keanu Reeves. Um, man, love me some John Wick. Um, there is. Is there, there's an after, I think an end credit scene. Yeah. There's an end credit scene to it, which is surprising. Um, I don't know. I feel like at this point we need, we need some damn, like at least AMC or somebody say like, is there an after credit scene at this point? Because you know, Marvel just messed it up for everybody <laughs> people. Cause then you got people waiting to, thinking that there might be an after credits, but then there isn't like, Oh man, I could have left it. I mean, I know there's a site for it, but I mean, I just feel like, like AMC talk to this site or something like to give us, you know, like, Hey, can, is there an after credit scene or not? I don't know. Maybe I guess that's subjective. Cause maybe some people maybe feel like that's spoiling technically or something. I don't, I don't know. I just feel like at this point in time, this car current movie climate, I think we are due for being aware that, Hey, is there at, that there is, if there is, or isn't after credit after mid after or mid credit scenes, uh, to a movie. So, um, yeah, yeah, but man, highly recommend it. John wick for, uh, man, I might, yeah, it might be better than, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what my favorite, Cause I don't know. I feel like each John wick movie was better than the last in my opinion. 
Like I feel like two was better than one, three was better than two, and I think four was better than three. And I think that was a tough feat for, you know, uh, uh, you know, IP such as this, uh, any IP in general, really, but at least from a movie standpoint. I think it's way more easier from a video game standpoint, but for, for a movie standpoint, I think this this was great. Oh man, uh, the 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 villain. Uh, also, R.I.P. to Lance Riddick, man. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. Highly, with the utmost recommendation, I do. Um, also. watched the super Mario brothers movie, uh, last night. Um, and man, that was great. Um, yeah, don't, don't believe right tomatoes, man. They, they just are just full of BS. Cause this movie was fantastic. Just fantastic. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I was surprised by the voice acting cast. I, they weren't as annoying as I thought they would be or off putting, uh, after some time they did, um, I, I accepted them in my head. Um, <laughs> maybe with the one exception of, um, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong, he was a little like, <laughs> there was literally a scene in the movie, uh, where, you know, y- he laughs and it's literally just Seth Rogen's infamous laugh. I was like, all right, that was a little bit of, got a little bit of dissonance there. But, um, other than that, I, 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 I enjoyed the, the acting choices that were made. Um, yeah, I dug the plot. I felt like it was pretty concise. The, the movie's like only 90 minutes. So, you know, doesn't, doesn't ax too much of your time necessarily. Um, I felt like everything went at a pretty good, good speed. Um, pretty decent price pacing. I felt like, um, yeah, I'm, I, I, at least a lot of the movie, I was trying to find out where the criticism was like, what's the big discrepancy necessarily, but personally didn't have any, I thoroughly enjoyed it, especially as a, a fan of Mario. Um, obviously there's a lot of references. If you've played the Mario games, like a ton of references, which I, I thoroughly enjoyed just being able to catch almost uh, probably almost every one I could think of, at least from watching it. Um, <laughs> there was a crazy amount of violence in, in the, in, in this movie, which I'm, I'm, I'm going to check what the rating was. I think it's PG 13. Is it PG? It's PG. Wow. Yeah. For, for PG movie, it felt a little, a little risky. It more so the violence. Cause yeah. It was scenes where like literally Mario Mario's getting his ass beat. He was getting his ass beat. Just getting his ass whooped. Like, man, he was taking them hits, man. Let me tell you. Um, but you know, he just get it was like it was like kinda like Dragon Ball in a way, where you know his ass getting kicked like fifty feet away and fucking just getting clocked in the head and just and mind you, these these hits are connecting. These hits are connecting. It's not like no, you know, buffer or no, um, you know, um, I don't know. He's able to get out the way slightly or whatever. He's getting his ass a beat. Um, <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's, oh my goodness. And then, you know, there's some, there's this one scene 
where uh, the characters are getting driven somewhere and they basically cut off this one dude and his ass just 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 uh, crashes into this stand and it blows up into oblivion like damn well he did not make it he didn't make it at all so I'm very surprised it got a PG rating in that respect but you know it wasn't no blood I guess so I guess it's fine but man (laughs) just getting clocked in the head repeatedly and PG so that was an interesting uh, observation um yeah just standout character shouts out to peach peach she really stood her own she definitely um is not the stereotype from the games um she definitely defied that very much so which i really was like a nice um change of pace a breath of fresh air if you will which i really dug you know um what else Bowser, yeah, Jack Black, he really, he, man, he, he really, he carried a lot of this movie too. I'll give him that. Yeah, he, <laughs> he really did, man. He was a, yeah, it, it was a great choice to have a uh, Jack Black as Bowser for sure. Man, he was really good. Very, very good. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key as a toad was good. I, I liked a lot of his, uh, his lines, roles, um, Love the references again to the games. You got like a Luigi's Mansion reference. Um, Of course, you got the various numerous Mario references. The one thing this game, uh, (laughs) excuse me, this movie really made me want more than anything that also made me surprised that we didn't get um, is like a a Mario uh, Donkey Kong like game you know that like a platformer you know that you could play as donkey kong or mario which i think would would be pretty dope um some some method some reasoning to to do that we saw powered up donkey kong uh which was dope so i'm like yeah man why have we never got that so that'd be cool i think that's definitely gonna happen at some point like clearly nintendo has eventually got to get strapped for ideas so yeah, definitely also love the Donkey Kong rep- representation. You got uh, pretty much a lot of the, you know, uh, Donkey Kong characters that you know and love from the, you know, history of Donkey Kong. Um, <laughs> the D- shouts out to DK rap. <laughs> they, I'm surprised they managed to get that in there. Um, yeah, man, it was very good, especially towards the end. The payoff, it was really good. It was really good. It was very, very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I I, I don't, I, I really don't. I have to look at some of the, the reviews for regards to like these, I mean, just like atrocious reviews, like two out of tens, like four out of tens. And I'd say at worst, I'd say a seven out of 10, at least it, that this uh, movie is deserving. So. And I was trying to see what the discrepancy is, but I couldn't really see any personally. Um, it just felt like everything was fairly airtight in terms of, uh, from a lot of angles. So don't, don't believe, don't believe these critics. If you, if you want to see something, play something, just do it. Cause 
these these critics sometimes they be tripping. I don't know if somebody <laughs> they never played a Mario game in their life, which is what what rock were you? What what rock are you under if you don't know Mario or, or at least are familiar with you know the plot that is Mario? I want to see those people because like clearly Mario is like one of the most recognized, I think characters ever. You know what I mean? So that's hard to. That's hard to believe in of itself. So I don't know. Maybe some just people salty that they never got to play Mario when they're growing up. I don't know. I don't I don't get it, but I digress. Super Mario Brothers movie. Highly recommended. Um I'm pretty sure at least it, it's definitely slated to be selling very well in terms of uh um box office sales and whatnot. So I definitely see a sequel in the works uh eventually. I just, I'm just very, I'm very curious why, <laughs> what, what these reviews are. I didn't read them. I don't think I necessarily read them. So I'm very curious to see like what these people are smoking. Um, and maybe uh, are they reputable, um, in of itself. So <sighs> we'll see. We'll see. We shall see. With that being said, that will conclude episode 172 of Switches Sites. Um, if you did like the show, feel free to like, rate, and subscribe on your various podcasts and platforms. Um, you can catch me record this live on Twitch TV slash Switch Thursday evenings. Also catch the archives on youtube.com slash Switch. Um, yeah. Until next time, y'all, feel free to fuck. Get your damn game on. Oh, yeah. safe.